This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger radio show podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. Black legs are short but very powerful for digging. In fact, the name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. It's that badger style. Hi everybody, it's James on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast this week and it's a little bit of a post-mortem. It's a sole effort this week, just me with a few things to get off my chest, I'm afraid. And it starts with 77 in Barbados. A defeat by a ridiculous margin of runs to a West Indies side who played really well but did they play well enough to really warrant that margin of success? I don't think they did. There's a number of factors that come out of it. I do think that England can be a fantastic test match team. You look at the players at the disposal, you look at them on a sunny day, on a flat track in an afternoon where Stokes and Butler and Ali take the attack with the blade to the opposition and there is nothing too much better than that. You go through five, six, seven, even eight in the order and there's some real quality there but it's attacking quality and this is test match cricket. I know it's not sexy and I know it's deemed by some as being a little bit boring, but having that boycott-esque attitude at times where get past that, you're not taking my wicket. I would prefer to die than let you get my wicket right now has to be the attitude that is shown. Test match cricket is brilliant because it has these sways. It lurches from one extreme to the other. You have periods of play where it gets a little bit dour. And then the reward for that effort is that you're able to then explode into action and make your runs and express yourself in the modern parlance a little bit later on. You put in the hard yards and you reap the benefits. My biggest criticism of this England test side at the moment is that they have just one attitude to cricket. 
the one thing they think is their star turn, their mass appeal to the British public is that we take the attack to the opposition. Now that's fine when you're 200 for one and the sun's shining on an afternoon and you can go out there and you can make hay while the sun shines. But when you find yourself at 23 for four and the bowlers have their tails up, flashing a ball outside the off stump is the most stupid thing you could possibly do. It looks great if it goes for four. And I think a lot of us in the media are too guilty of saying, wow, fantastic 50, look at what he came in against and look how he counter-attacked. But the only thing you ever hear England say is we're going to take it to them. We're going to attack. We're going to play aggressive cricket. Now, when it works, it looks fantastic. But when it fails, it is dismal. It is dismal. And you don't lose by the margin of victory that England lost by in Barbados by playing good, sensible cricket. You lose by playing ridiculously poor cricket. 381 runs West Indies won that test match by. That is criminal in anybody's book. And England need to take a long, hard look at themselves. There was a comment made on the uh, Cricket underscore Badger Twitter feed which said something along the lines of I can understand them going out there and having a go in the second innings because everything was lost. Well, I can't because no matter how unlikely it was they were going to chase down 600, no matter how unlikely it was that they were going to bat out for a draw, you never, ever know. Remember Atherton in South Africa when he was with Jack Russell and they batted, it seemed like days on end to save that test match. wasn't pretty cricket. It's not going to make the highlights real of too many YouTube videos, but that is test cricket at its best. We might not be able to win this test match, but we can make it as bloody hard for you as possible for you to win it. That's got to be the attitude regardless of the situation. The three lines are on your chest. You're playing for your country. You're playing for yourself. You're playing for your careers. You do not flash outside the off stump at a wide ball. It's all right if you're Joe Root. You've got lots of runs in the bank. Your average is very good. Everybody knows you're a fantastic player. But it's too late sticking the bat on your head and shouting at yourself as you walk off. There's too much experience between those ears for you to do it in the first place. At some stage... That England team has got to learn from the mistakes that it is making. And at the moment, it is not doing. Discover one of the most beautiful lifestyle resorts in the Caribbean at the Accra Beach Hotel and Spa. Located on the south coast of Barbados, this beachfront property offers 224 rooms, sparkling pools four restaurants, three bars, an on-site spa, event and conferencing facilities, and a welcoming team providing unparalleled relaxation to make your stay a memorable one. What are you waiting for? Book your reservation at this award-winning hotel today and experience the Caribbean dream. Hi, my name is Brian Lara, and you're listening to the Cricket Batcher Podcast. Now, we'll probably see England come out in the second test and third test, win them both, win the series, and it will all be forgotten. England do that kind of thing. They turn off for a test match, then they come back, and they are spurred on by their failure to prove how good they are. Now, we know that they're good. We know that on their day, there are players in that test team who are right up there in terms of their pedigree on the international stage. That is not for debate. It's almost that that makes being bowled out for 77 by the West Indies even more embarrassing. And it was embarrassing. 
Now, Royston Chase is a good player, but I'd back myself to be able to defend against him. He's a slow bowler who does not turn the ball. Now, there aren't too many demons either in his bowling, and there weren't too many demons in that Barbados pitch. He was not turning that ball. He's a slow bowler. Now, there was pressure on, but he's not Mattia Muralitharan. He is not Shane Warne. He is not Abdul Qadir. He is Royston Chase. He's a slow bowler who, if that was a one-day match, would have been pummeled all over the place by that England team. It can't be too difficult to stick your leg down the track, bring that bat down straight and defend the ball back to the bowler. Royston Chase took 8 for 60 in that second innings. Fair play to him. But how on earth can an England side who are playing with pride, playing with passion and playing with their country's hopes on their shoulders, how can an England side allow that to happen? It is criminal. So that's the first point. You've got to play the game that's in front of you. You've got to play the surface that you are playing on. You have got to play the match situation. Going out there... And taking it to them is not always the right strategy. Point number one. Specialist players in specialist roles within a team. Now I've seen so many comments. Oh, let's move Johnny Bairstow up to open. Joss Butler might be able to open. What about Ben Stokes opening? Chris Wokes could open the innings. It's absolute balderdash. To open the innings in a test match, you A, need good technique, you B, need superb temperament, you C, need a little bit of bravery, and D, you need to have that attitude, whereas you are not going to give anything away. Now, there will be times where every opener gets a snorter first up and disappears quickly. But, and I'll hark back to him again, Jeffrey Boycott, it would have been seen as sacrilege by him to give his wicket away. And it's that mindset. You need to have an opener who is used to having that attitude of walking out there first up and thinking, right, I'm here for my team. I am laying the foundations for my team. I'm not going to give you anything as a bowler. I am going to be here at lunchtime. I'm going to be here at tea time. I am going to stay here and I'm going to really annoy you. That's got to be the attitude that any opener takes. Now, of course, when there's a loose ball, you smack it to the boundary. But the first job of an opener is to see off that new ball and to make sure you stay there as long as possible to basically frustrate the opposition. That is not the role that a Joss Butler takes. That is not the role that any of the lower middle order of England are capable of taking. Specialist players in specialist roles. How many times have we looked at the England football team in the past and said, why is he playing out on the left-hand side? He's a striker. Why is he doing this, that and the other? It's square pegs in round holes. Cricket teams, even more so, can't afford to do that. We've got Nick Gubbins, Middlesex, specialist opener. Give him a chance. Joe Denley's on the bench there. He's a top-order batsman. Give him a chance. Personally, I wouldn't make too many wholesale changes to that team because we all know it's not actually that far away. But it's that attitude. Specialist players in specialist roles doing their specialist jobs that they understand. It's got to be the way that England approaches Test Match Cricket. A new feature on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast is the letters page, very much in inverted commas, because what we want you to do is to record your comments on to your telephone 
Send us the audio to cricketbadger at hotmail.com and we'll play it out as part of that letter page function. Maybe even react to what you say, whether it's an opinion on cricket, international or domestic. Maybe you've got some selection suggestions for the England team or for your county. Maybe you just want to have a bit of a rant. Make it anything up to a minute long. Send it in to cricketbadger at hotmail.com and you might find yourself on next week's Cricket Budget Radio Show Podcast. In recent weeks on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast, we've had David Gower, we've had Joe Root, we've had Daniel Norcross, Gordon Greenwich, Desmond Haynes, Joel Garner, Ronnie Arani, Cheteswar Pajara, James Foster, Daniel Baldrummond, Sam Hayne, Brett D'Oliveira, Keaton Jennings, Delray Rawlings, Richard Gleeson, Anthony McGrath, Paul Collingwood. We're building up quite a few test caps and there are many, many more to come. Thank you so much for all your comments on the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast. It is much appreciated as it goes from strength to strength. You can find the podcast every single week on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Deezer, Radio Public. We're growing. Grow with us. Have your say on all things cricket. Contact us on Twitter at cricket underscore badger. By email, cricketbadger at hotmail.com. Comment on things mentioned in shows. Suggest future topics for future programmes. Get involved as the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast continues to go from strength to strength. Now, all-rounders, and Ed Smith, I can't knock him too much because his record since he's been chairman of selectors has been very, very good indeed. But he's got this attitude that we need to have, or we play all-rounders. We've got three wicket-keepers playing in that team at the moment. Don't need them. Only one person can wear the gloves. Now, Joss Butler's had some very good performances since he came back into that test side, but he's not a specialist batsman. Moen Ali, on his day when the sun's shining on his back, can hit a beautiful 70 or 80, but he's not a specialist batsman. And I know people will cry out, goes in at number three for Worcestershire. At test level, he is not a specialist batsman. And when they try to put him up the order, he's shown why you can't class him as a specialist batsman. He's a guy that comes in at seven or eight, smashes a nice 50 and adds to your tally. He is not a number three. He is not an opener. So let's pick players in the positions that they play their first class cricket in where they used to and what they do best another thing is preparation time now it's very easy to say well England should have flown out four weeks earlier should have got themselves acclimatized should have played more warm-up games all the rest of it they're human beings at the end of the day as well they are families they need some time away from cricket that's got to be built into the schedule you can't expect a player to just go from match to match to match from series to series to series and give you his optimum performance they're human beings it does not work like that now they played in Sri Lanka not that far ahead of Christmas they then go straight out to the Caribbean after Christmas there isn't a huge amount of time to build in a warm-up period in that now where I don't like it is when we've seen players floating back in from the big bash into the England side and then people saying well they haven't had enough time in the Caribbean if you've got enough time to make money somewhere, you've got enough time to put the hard yards in for England as well. But I think every team that England send out has to land three weeks before the first test match, play at least two or three warm-up games, get themselves into the groove so that when they start to play, then they are ready. I do think there is an element of complacency with that in that England side as well. They did so well in Sri Lanka against a fairly poor Sri Lankan side, it has to be said, that I think they expected to rock up against the West Indies, who have not been at their best for 20 years, on better batting tracks with the ball coming through at pace, and they thought they'd be able to knock them around, score big, and it would be fairly easy and fairly comfortable. 
Well, I'm really pleased that the West Indies have shown England that that isn't the case. I'm really pleased that the West Indies have won in Barbados because I think it's great for world cricket that the West Indies are showing signs of coming back to their best. Jason Holder was immense, both as captain, as bowler, and his double century was superb. What he did for Caribbean cricket was absolutely excellent. But come on, England, you can't be complacent. Overconfidence breeds performances like we just saw in Barbados. As I said, I don't think I'd change too much about that side. I don't think it was the side that was picked that was the problem. It was the attitude between the ears. It's the tactics. Basically, plan A is the only thing that exists. We've lost a couple of quick wickets. Right, let's go out and take it to them. You can't do that. This is test cricket. There are layers of test cricket. Pick the right layer for the right time and play the game properly. Respect the game of cricket. I don't think England did that in Barbados. The West Indies did. And the West Indies succeeded because of that. Rant over. Good luck to England in test matches two and three. I really hope they do better than they did in uh, Barbados. It's over to you guys. Show how to play test cricket properly and good luck for the rest of the series. Thank you so much for listening to the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast. Your feedback has been both encouraging and very, very welcome. Our listeners are growing week on week. The podcast is now available on Spotify, Audio Boom, iTunes, YouTube, and all major platforms. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on at cricket underscore badger. Email the show cricketbadger at hotmail.com. Respond to the points made. Make suggestions for future content and play your part as the Cricket Badger Radio Show podcast goes from strength to strength. Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.